your state, your team, your show. This is Sports Nightly. Adrian gets the snap, holds it, looks, sets, throws, pass, caught, one, yeah, first down. It's on the 20, 15, shoots the defender, 10, 5, touchdown, Nebraska. Juan Dale Robinson's first touchdown as a Cornhusker. Now, let's check the pulse of Husker Nation with your hosts, Greg Sharp and Ben McLaughlin. Thank you and welcome to our Wednesday edition of Sports Nightly here on the Husker Sports Network. Hope you had a good day today. This has been the first really hot week, right, of of the summer months. I mean, by 10 o'clock, it's already like 80 degrees outside. This is not the week to go out and mow your yard in the afternoon. So, Ben, that's just a... A little bit of friendly advice to all the folks out there. You might want to try to mow earlier in the morning or later uh, you know, when the sun goes down a little bit and you get some shade. So we've got a list of things that we're trying to do before this time next week. And I'm trying to mow twice more before that day. And so <laughs> I, in order to do that, it makes sense to mow. I was going to mow yesterday, but I, I didn't get to it. And so it had to be today if it makes sense to mow again on sunday because of all the rain we've been getting now we haven't been getting much rain so it might not be needing to mow plan to mow twice a week and i looked at the forecast sunday it's supposed to be even hotter sunday but it's like one of those days where you 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 know dang well what you're getting into and so like you almost got to like psych yourself up before you go out there you get all prepared uh we've got these big like water jug things that we have to to water our plants they watered me today. I filled one of those babies up full of ice and water and just like had my headphones in, blaring music just to, just to psychologically get ready to take on the heat. And uh and I did it. I got done and it it was not enviable. It's 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 been hot. And, and you know, we're not used to it because we haven't had this heat for 9 months. I mean, mm-hmm. 8 months. It's been a long time since we've had an extended period, which is what we've had this week. So if you if your job entails you being outside, you gotta you gotta hydrate. I mean, because you're you're not used to having to do that during the day if you're a roofer or you're working construction or if you're working uh, landscaping those type of things. I mean, it, you, this is, this can get serious. It's been warm enough this week to get serious like that. I just had a kid bedlam, but I knew that he went out and mowed in the heat of the yeah. day today. Uh, at least you probably lost some some pounds. Oh yeah, shed shed some of my weight for sure. My my wife was inside and uh, she hadn't been outside all day, and so I come in and I, I'm not a I'm not a shirt off outside type guy, but I l- had already sweated through my entire shirt, so I'm like, okay, well this is doing no good, and I kept getting sweat in my eyes, so I took my shirt off with like before I weed eated, and so I I only was out there without my shirt on for like maybe five minutes. And she looked at me out there. She's like, is it really that hot out? I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. If you sweat through the bill of your hat, you know, like, yeah. I don't know, Greg, if you do that where you like every once in a while, you'll take off your hat. At this point, it's like almost a contest to see how fast you can do it. Right. Sweat through the whole thing. Didn't take long today to get through that, baby. Well, our daily PSA, take care of yourself if you're outside for an extended period of time. It, it, it's a great time of year for, for pools. Unfortunately, most public pools aren't open right now maybe i think some are, are going to open in the middle of the month but this kids are missing out on a great week to be splashing around the pool it is being hot out there today i want to start tonight with one of the items that josh had in the ticker and that's about major league baseball uh it, it looks it looks bleak for a season to be had this summer the the latest proposals the owners approved a plan of just playing a 50 game regular season and getting the playoffs in there's a lot of TV money attached to the playoffs with their te- national television partners. Uh, so that that's really important to the owners to get the playoffs in. The players came back and said, we, we want to play as much of a season as we can to get as much of our income as possible. We're willing to put together a 114-game schedule, but that would push the playoffs back into November. And as Josh said in the ticker, the owners are going, nah, we're not really interested in having November, late November playoff baseball, particularly if you're in a market like Minnesota, which could be a playoff-type team. Uh, the Cubs would be, the Yankees, the Red Sox, any of those up in the Northeast who don't have an indoor stadium. And so that the, the owner said, no, we, we have no interest in doing a 114-game schedule that would push the regular season well into the fall and try to jam it in there. And there's been no back and forth since that. It's just like – rejection were done 
where two weeks ago I felt like, ah, there's too much at stake for them not to come up with something to get playing. And now it just looks like we may have a complete summer without MLB. Pretty crazy to think about. And, you know, you thought after 94 that that wasn't ever going to be the case again where the owners and the players would be so far apart to where they can't come up to an agreement um and and the the bummer about this greg is they've had a significant amount of time to come up with a plan that would work from both sides and they've even had back and forth to understand try and understand i should say uh where the other side is coming from unfortunately i feel like they're just twisting their flag deeper and deeper into the ground and uh you know refusing to bend on certain things and um when, when you've got you know, a powerful voice in the, in the players' union, and then obviously the owners have a big-time voice in this. It, it, based on what we're hearing, it's 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 almost like they've thrown their hands up in the air and they refuse to budge anymore. I would be utterly shocked at this point. Yesterday we kind of threw out percentages at about 30%. I'm at about 5 right now, 5 yep. to five to 10. I, I am not optimistic at all that we're going to have baseball, which is – it's unbelievable to me that we're going to have a July 4th. We're going to have, um, you know, we've already had Memorial Day. We're going to have these big um, days. You know, we're not going to have the all-star break around around my birthday. It's uh, all the things that we know and, and, and I've expect to come from baseball are going to be gone. And that's really, really weird and uh, and frustrating, to be honest. It's It's also a sport that, Heck, it's being played in Korea, right? I mean, if you drive by youth fields right now, practices are going on in our state of Nebraska. They can't play games yet. That's a few weeks away, but they're out practicing. You can play baseball and not be around people for the most part. Batter and catcher would be an exception, and if you're a runner at first base and the first baseman would be really the other one. Other times, you're really not near anybody playing baseball. So uh, it's not as much a health thing as what's going to football is certainly going to be, and basketball, and, and, and really, for that matter, the NHL, where they're skating up against each other at high rates of speed as well. It's frustrating. It's that old adage, Ben. It's kind of the billionaires against the millionaires in this thing. And right now, I don't see a compromise coming. And the clock is ticking. And if they can't get something going by the very first part of July, I I think it is probably. See you later. And we've had callers to the show who called multiple times to remind us, guys, if baseball blows this, they might just be done as a professional sport that anybody's going to care about anymore. I'm not that extreme. I think fans are forgiving and they get over it and come back. But this is not going to help the the whole thing of MLB. Definitely not. And, you know, I don't know what it's going to take for the two bodies to get on the same page. And, and you hope by, by next year there isn't any agreements that have to be made. It's just business as usual. Um, but at this point, this late in the year, I, I just don't see it. I don't see it being done. I mean, I, I can't see a scenario, Greg, to where they can even mobilize by when the All-Star break would be and have any substor- substantial regular season to decide who gets the playoffs. Um, it wouldn't make a ton of sense. So I just I don't see it happening, and I think baseball fans that have just been waiting for news to, to come in about this – uh, we need to just accept the fact that we're not going to have it this year and you're going to be stuck watching SNBL until football starts. That, that, that's just a gut punch to hear you say that, and I'm not disagreeing as I, I do agree. I think we're in deep trouble with that sport. And, and, hey, you and I are guys that love the sport. We love the sport of baseball. I know a lot of fans don't. A lot of fans, it's one of their least favorite sports. They're more football basketball guys. That's great. That's fine. We do have a runs of Twitter poll that we have posted. Josh had this up just a couple of minutes ago. Which professional sport do you want to come back the most right now? MLB, NBA, NFL, NHL. The NFL is rolling, but actually MLB in second with 135 votes cast on the first seven minutes of this has been up at 35%. NFL is at 52%. NBA and NHL way back. It's another thing you and I probably – for this area of the country, we probably like the NBA more than a lot of people do around here as well. But um, it's just it's devastating to me that you have all these people who have so much to gain and yet so much to lose can't get something figured out. And they've had months to do this. I mean, 
the the the, the shutdown of this whole thing. Spring training's got shut down middle of March. They've had two and a half months to try to put the plan in place to get this thing rolling, and for them to fail on that is an epic fail by all the leadership and and everybody. I'm not I'm not going to take sides whether I'm on the owner side, or the player side. They're both at fault in this thing, and it's too bad. And the fans are going to suffer for it. I do think we'll see the NHL back in about a month. The NBA is targeting the end of July, pushing their finals been into mid-October is where the NBA finals will be. It'll be interesting to see how they hold up if we get college football and the NFL going. How will the how will the NBA playoff ratings do if, if football is full go in the fall? I think it I don't know how well it will do. Yeah, I mean if you're competing with football it's gonna be hard, but I think I think anything you know, at this point, I mean, Korean Korean baseball, for crying out loud, has been uh, been a big a big thing for people. But just anything with a score, I think people are going to take in as much of it as they can uh, and just embrace it and love it. But yeah, I mean, when you're competing, if if it comes down to a choice of watching one or the other, people are going to watch football. It's just it's it's what it is. People are are going to choose football over it. I mean, if you have a good Sunday night football matchup in the NFL. And you have say game a game five in the NBA Finals head to head. I I don't know. I mean, if it's a good, if it's the Chiefs and somebody Ravens, woo! Uh, I know where I'll be. Or Bucks Cowboys with Tom Brady in Dallas, or you know you yeah. could, you could make up any sort of matchup that would have people's attention in the NFL. It, I know what I would watch. It'll probably do well in the markets that have teams that are in the game. Of course, yeah. But across the board. Yeah. The NFL is going to win out. They did start. All right. Again, you can go vote on our Twitter poll at Husker Sports, our Twitter follow. We have some fun with that. Again, our Twitter poll brought to you by Runza. 866-HUSKER-1, 5371 the number. If you want to join us with a comment or question, we got some interesting comments that we're going to get to later in the hour from Lincoln Riley, the head coach at Oklahoma who's kind of taking an opposite tact of a lot of the other head coaches in the country about getting back and getting their student-athletes back on campus. I don't know if there's some kind of hidden motivation there. Ben and I will discuss that later on in the hour. Welcome to another edition of Husker Huddle presented by Sapp Brothers, where they say welcome be our guest. Today our guest is very special, Husker wide receiver, current NFL wide receiver for the Oakland Raiders, DeMornay Pearson L. DeMornay, how you doing, my friend? Finding yourself. I'm doing great, man. Just trying to ready for the sunshine to pop back out here in Nebraska and keep uh, rolling with spring here into summer. What about you? What have you been up to these days? Uh, been a little busy. Um, you know, the XFL. Um, I guess you could say that was this winter. Was participated in that, and then now just training, uh, staying in shape, and you know, just going through like these uh, virtual um, OTAs with with the Raiders and everything. So it's been pretty busy. Yeah, man. Let's talk a little bit about that. The XFL was an interesting storyline. We had Brandon Riley on Husker Huddle here uh, previously. He talked a little bit about what the XFL was like for him and kind of how it was a really fun league. It looked like you guys were having a lot of fun. What was your experience in the XFL? Um, I had a good experience. It was fun. Um, you know, I mean, when you're around a, a group of dudes, kind of like how he had on the team and everything like that, everybody was just doing their job. Um, everybody was having fun. I mean, practices were fun. Um, anytime you could be around dudes that you were in college with, um, I mean, it, it just it's, it was enjoyable. I mean, we got to learn a little bit um, from Oz Akeem. You know, he he played with the greatest show on turf. Uh, so learning from him, especially from a returner standpoint, and just you know, kind of picking his brain on certain things and everything. It, it was all cool. Like I enjoyed myself. I love my experience. Uh, our head coach, uh, Coach Hayes, he was an awesome dude. Um, he was real fun. He got after us. I mean, it was, it was real enjoyable. Yeah, man, that was really upsetting to see how that league kind of folded on itself. It seemed like it really had some momentum, some steam going that it could have really continued. But now we're back in the NFL. You're back with the Oakland Raiders here. Let's backtrack a little bit back to 2018 when you went undrafted to the Redskins. And let's talk a little uh, bit about what your NFL career has been like. Kind of walk us through. I mean, we haven't really got a chance to catch up with you since you mm -hmm. left here at Nebraska. So let's kind of go back a little bit, talk about what your career post-Nebraska has been like. Uh, I mean, it's, it's been a roller coaster, you know, uh, a lot of highs, a few couple of lows. I mean, but I mean, that comes with it. Um, after my last year at uh, Nebraska, you know, I signed uh, under at the free agent uh, deal with the Skins. I was with them for a little while. Um, you know, I had a business goal, 
couple uh, other bodies needed in other positions, so got released there. Um, then I went to Canada for a little bit. That was kind of a weird situation, but glad, you know, it, it had its time and played its part. Um, then after that, um, I did the AAF, um, which was, that was what, 2019, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, was in Salt Lake City. Um, was down there with uh, Coach E, Dennis Eckerson, who was a longtime head coach at uh, Miami. He actually played in Nebraska and everything like that, and we got into it a couple times here and there. He would throw some shots <laughs> um, about that game and everything like that. But, I mean, I love Coach E. He was, um, he was an awesome dude. Um, It it was cool out there. I mean, you know, that served its purpose. Um, I did my thing in that league uh, to my best abilities. Um, And uh, offered me to do a couple workouts uh, after that season that kind of folded and everything like that. And then uh, I actually had three workouts, and I only did one because, I mean, Oakland was my first workout. And, I mean, it was a one-stop shop. Went in, did what I was supposed to do. Um, They signed me then there and then uh, I think like uh, three or four weeks later got released after the draft and they brought me back in uh, like three weeks after that um, then they brought me in a uh, training camp killed it in training camp um, you know what happened with that I mean decisions and people above, personnel above or whatever it, it, exactly so I mean I, you know it wasn't nothing I mean I did my part I did what I was supposed to um, I handled every everything I needed to do and everything like that um, and it's funny because Mayock actually, uh, Mike Mayock, the GM, he actually told me like he would want, he would want to bring me back. He just didn't know when. So, um, and man, that's why I kind of got brought in uh, late in the season um, last year and was on Peace Squad with them. And then they, I told them I kind of wanted to do the AF, I mean the XFL thing, killed that and everything like that. And then um, came back and you know it was still a mutual feeling of. You know, I wanted to be there. They wanted me to have me there. You know, they offered another deal, and then here I am. Man, that's a heck of a journey, but I can think that you can talk about it a little bit more. But, I mean, being a journeyman in the NFL is kind of the norm. Um, It's kind of the norm. It's very, very select few that are like, get to one spot, stay there their entire career, and never really have to go anywhere else. So you've got a chance to experience different places. You've got a chance to experience different coaches. What is it about the Raiders that you like so much, besides the fact that, I mean, obviously they like you, but if you wanted to come back and sign with the Raiders, what's that culture like up there with Gruden now as the head coach? Man, Gruden, Gruden is, is – he reminds me a lot of Bo, but they're, they're, they're different in their own ways. But as far as passionate, as far as get after you, as far as for the love of football, as far as – um, you know, he's going to get the best and expect the best out of you. Um, that, that's how kind of Gruden is. Um, and he early, early on, he kind of got after me a little bit. But I mean, he put me to the side and had a, com- a couple conversations. And I mean, it's just it's just the, the group of guys that are that are in the organization. You know, they're all there to work. There, there wasn't really no, you know, bad guys really there. Everybody was just, you know, helping each other out. Um, I mean, and it was good. It was a good culture, good environment. I mean, they're on the right track. Um, they're 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 building pieces to to put together. So I mean, it just, I mean, I kind of want to be a part of that, and it, it, it's fun. Um, DC is 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 a, is an awesome dude. I mean, and I picked up things from him and everything like that. And you know, he was also with uh, Coach Dub uh, when they were both at Fresno and everything like that. So I mean, it's just small connections that you make throughout the whole locker room and everything like that. I mean, it's just it's just it's awesome being there. So I mean, I got the chance to go back and I jumped on it. Yeah, well, you guys are making the move to Vegas now. Um, that is going to be an experience is the best way I think I can describe <laughs> that. What are the team's thoughts on that? I mean, you're in that locker room. What are some of the team's thoughts on this move from Oakland to Vegas? It's kind of bittersweet because, uh, I mean, I, even now I struggle with saying the Las Vegas Raiders. Like, I still myself even say Oakland Raiders. Um, I mean, you, you have nothing but love for, for the city of Oakland. I mean, uh, I mean that team has been there for a while. The, the city has shown us love. They didn't want us to leave, and you know, because of uh, stuff that's higher than my pay, pay grade, you mm-hmm. know, for whatever reasons it may be. But, um, I mean, the, the team is, is ecstatic, especially um, from a taxes standpoint. Because oh, um, yes. California, yeah, California is, is no, it wasn't wasn't fun. But um, I mean, teams are team. The team is excited. Everybody's excited about the move. Everybody's excited about you know just getting back out there. Um, it's a new city. It's a new stadium. The state the stadium looks like the Death Star. Um, so anybody that comes in there, I mean, good luck. Um, but I mean, I think everybody is just a, a new 
energy um, and just everybody's just willing is just ready to get back to work and just, you know, get back to like playing like the, the old Raiders. Absolutely. Well, as you said, everyone's excited to get back to work. I mean, the Raiders aren't the only team right now that are got um, virtual OTAs going on here. I mean, you've been through mm -hmm. a couple OTAs. You understand what it's like. Compare and contrast a little bit what a normal OTA, I mean, obviously this is very different, but how have these virtual OTAs been helpful, detrimental? I mean, kind of what are your thoughts on these virtual OTAs for this season? Um, this 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 year has been different. Um, there, there, I mean, you would normally have more walkthroughs to go through. You would be out on the field uh, typically. So, I mean, with less time, um, you know, D.C., the coaches, have been more vocal, uh, more examples, uh, more activities as far as like getting it from the mental aspect, not necessarily like uh, physically walking through things and everything like that. So, I mean, it's been very hands-on with stuff. We've had a lot of uh, test quizzes and everything like that. Um, I've actually been out to Vegas twice. DC, you know, wanted some of the guys to come out there and uh, just go through some things and everything. You know, he invited uh, everybody on the offense to come out there. If you can go out there, you can go. And I think he's, He's done it, uh, like, we'll probably do something, like, every two weeks. Um, so, you know, it's been funny, you know. That's the kind of part that we kind of got all together to um, go over things and everything like that. So, I mean, that was a big help um, from – it was just a change of pace of just sitting at home, uh, just listening to the same coaches over and over again. You know, you kind of get a get a flood of things. So, I mean, it was it was real good, but it's just different. Um, it's a, They're a lot more talkative. They're asking for a lot more feedback um, versus um, – them like not really caring or just going through the motions necessarily there. I mean, um, last year was either you got it or you didn't. And this mm -hmm. year they're doing a better job of making sure you know exactly what you know you're supposed to be doing. That's awesome. All right, let's 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 switch gears a little bit here. We got to talk a little Husker football, um, obviously. Mm -hmm. We got a big year, Scott Frost, year three and company coming up. You've been watching from afar now. You've got a chance to put your fan hat on for about two, three years now. <laughs> um, it's hard to be a fan. It's more frustrating to be a fan, in my opinion. But what are some things that you've, seen, you've seen from this receiving core and even some return specialists that we've got here now? And what are some things you're excited for for this 2020 season from this wide receiver group? Um, they get after it. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're a unit. They're, they're together. They play well and everything like that. And, you know, every team has its struggles and has its setbacks and everything like that. It happens. They're a young team. They're still trying to uh, find stuff out. They're still trying to uh, iron out and, uh, you know, lay down a new foundation and everything like that. So you have struggles with that. So, I mean, it takes time for that to, to rebuild. I mean, you know, they know it wasn't an easy job. So, I mean, you just kind of got to give them more time. But as far as them playing, I mean, they play fast. They play physical. They play strong. Um, they're not scared. So, I mean, I mean, to, to play wide out, especially to, and to play at the, in the Big Ten, I mean, you can't be scared. I mean, uh, they, they go out there and give it everything that they have. So, I mean, that's all you can ask. Um, as you know, as a fan and everything like that, and it's just, it just takes in. It's going to take them more experience to just get out there and go through things and understand stuff and adjusting. So I mean, I think they'll be fine. Um, like you said, it's a big year. Um, I think they'll do great things this year. I mean, it, the the younger guys are finally, I think, like in their junior year and everything mm -hmm. like that. So everything should be clicking. Um, I think you'll see a lot more dominant. Uh, football being played this year because I mean the problems I feel like the problems that they had their first year definitely weren't the problems that they had their second year so now it's just kind of you know putting everything together yeah I think that's a great point I think that we saw some growth some setback in year two but year three again it's gonna be a big year here for the Huskers as they hand into one of my opinion one of the hardest schedules in the country on um, morning we've got mm -hmm. Wisconsin Penn State I mean we got a bunch of crews next year what were some of the toughest places that you played um, while you were here in the Big Ten and some places that you were just excited to play at, but also very tough environments? Uh, Ohio State was a tough environment. Uh, you know, those games really didn't go as well as we, we planned and everything like that. Um, it's, it, it, it was brutal there, but, I mean, playing in the shoe was definitely a, a fun game. It, it was really, really loud. Um, we played Penn State my senior year. Uh, we kind of got behind the bug a little bit but I mean we came back made it like a one-point game that was really really fun I think Penn State is definitely going to be another anytime you go to Penn State uh, I mean that's that that was a good environment over 100k fans in the stadium and it was pouring raining and they they still showed up so I mean it, it, it was pretty nice there um outside of the Big Ten you know we played at Oregon Oregon was pretty fun different experience but uh
it was a hostile environment. Anytime you go to Camp Randall, Camp Randall is probably one of my favorite stadiums to play in. I mean, it's just, you know, the rivalry between us and them, um, you know, it's just you, can, you can't you can't get, be upset with that. So, I mean, a, a Camp Randall was one, one of my favorite games. I mean, and then uh, anytime you go to Iowa, mm. Iowa is a fun game just because of, because of that. I mean, I hate the pink locker room. But I mean, I, it is what it is. But I mean, they're they're allowed stadium to play in. But I mean, it's, I've had fun times there. So I mean, I can't complain. Absolutely. Well, Demorne, we thank you so much for joining us here on Husker Huddle, presented by Sap Brothers. At Sap Brothers, the top priority is keep guests and teammates safe. Sap Brothers is offering full service at the pump as our nation relies now more than ever on drivers and farmers to provide essentials to our community. Sap Brothers is committed to serving you. Demorne, we are excited to watch you as you continue here with the Oakland Raiders. Considered um, excited to watch you have a good year and we know hopefully you get back for a game. We'll get a chance to catch up with you again soon. Oh, for sure. Anytime. Appreciate you for having awesome. me. Awesome. I appreciate you joining us here. Anytime. All See right. you. Take care of yourself. It's time for Famous Dave's Face-Off. They score the face-off! Famous Dave's, America's favorite barbecue, offers award-winning, mouth-watering, house-smoked barbecue for pickup, curbside, or delivery. Order three ways, online at FamousDave's.com, through the Famous Dave's app, or call your nearest location in Lincoln, Omaha, or Bellevue. Famous Dave's, locally and veteran-owned. Let's go! Lano Amano, you me, right here, right now. Now, here are your hosts, Josh Hilkeman and Brett Whitty. Well, here we are for another week, and I just want to say before we get started, if you guys bring the same energy to this game as Sean brought to that call, you guys are <laughs> it's going to be a battle right, now, right yeah, here. It's a good thing we're in different rooms. Blood might be spilled. We're all wearing red shirts today. Let's go. Ooh. Yeah, four for four. How about that? Greg, I think we're wearing the same shirt. I think the three of you are. <laughs> yeah, Brett, are you guys wearing the same? Are you all three wearing the this, same shirt? This is embarrassing oh, yeah. right now. Brett looks like he has a long sleeve thing on. No, no. it's short sleeve. It's, it's the huh? same thing. Okay. Yeah. I got a baseball one on. Embarrassment. Oh, well. Well, uh, to recap where we're at with face-off, Greg, you have a 6-4 lead overall through 10 matchups, including a win last week, 4-2. to two. So... You have the momentum. You've, you've won three of the last four, so you are playing well right now. I ruined the streak of the 2-2-2 two, two, yeah. two pattern. Yeah. yeah, You did. That was really disappointing last week. I was Sorry. really sad about that. Br Brett was pulling for you. <laughs> He's always pulling for, for Ben, okay. I think. Oh, yeah. Always. Definitely in my corner. <laughs> All right, let's jump into question number one. Who are the three Nebraska baseball players who have been finalists for the Golden Spikes Award? Ben. Greg. Ooh, ben in first. Alex Gordon. How about Alex Gordon? That is one of the three. Are you going to pass or play? Play it. Okay. Uh, let's go. Shane Komene. Is Sean, Camp uh, Sean Komene on the list? Oh. He is not. Let's go. Matt Hopper. How about Matt Hopper? Correct. This is tough. I don't know how far back the award goes. I will tell you it goes back into the 70s. Oh, okay. Darren Erstad. How about Darren Erstad? <laughs> Erstad won it in 95. Gordon, by the way, won it in, or he was a finalist in 95. Gordon won it in 2005. Yeah. Okay, so you have one left, and you have one strike left as well. Let's go Dan Johnson. How about Dan Johnson? Oh. Also incorrect. All right, Greg, you have one name that you need to get in order to take the steal well, here. Well, the name that I've, that's been stuck in my head since Ben started answering questions is Ken Harvey. I know he had a heck of a season before we got drafted. So I'm going to go Ken Harvey. Is it Ken Harvey for the steal? There is. Ken Harvey was a finalist in 99. So Alex Gordon, yeah. the only one to actually win it, but both Erstad and Harvey were finalists. So Nice. A steal. That is a yeah. steal for Greg to start things off. 
All right. Question number two, Brett. I like it. Number two here. Uh, name the four most recent college baseball players selected number one overall in the MLB draft. Ben. <laughs> ben in very <laughs> hesitantly. <laughs> Kyler Murray. Uh, show me Kyler Murray. Oh. Not up there, Greg. So it's Adley Rutschman. Adley Rutschman. He is up there. He was uh, in 2019. Do you want to pass or play? Yeah, I'll play. All right. Don't don't love this category. Can you but repeat I'll play. the question? Yeah, say it again, Brett. <laughs> All right. Uh, name the four most recent college baseball players selected number one overall in the MLB draft. So they had to be number one overall in the MLB draft and college a college baseball player. Number one overall. Yes. Okay. Not in the first round. Yep. All right. Um. <laughs> so Rutschman was the most yeah, recent last year. Yeah, yeah. from last Oregon year. State. Steven Strasburg. That's probably Do we have Steven Strasburg? Oh. We do not strike one. Probably a little far back. Yeah. Was he a number one, Josh? Do I don't yeah. know. I think, I think he, he was. He might, I think yeah. he was. He's either one or two. Um... I will tell you there. I guess I shouldn't say this. Never mind. This has sort of been a hint. <laughs> I like. Where did, I like where to did give Strasburg hints, go to college? San Diego State. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Ooh. Let me run the. I, 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 I'm, I'm feeling like there's a guy from Florida, but I know it wasn't Brady Singer. He wasn't the number one overall. Yeah, this is a he tough. Was, he he wasn't one number one pick, but not the number one, one overall. But I think there was somebody else from Florida. Um, this is a tough one. There, there's one of these that I would be surprised if you guys get, but the other two, I got, I, think I are, got, I got the the next most recent one. But if you get it, then I'm screwed. <laughs> All right, yeah. There's uh, a, give me, give me Brady Singer. Uh, give him Brady Singer. Is he up there? Oh. He is not strike two. Aaron Nola. Show me Aaron Nola. Nope. Uh, All right, Harrier's ace steal. is not up there. <laughs> Harrier's ace. Casey Mize, University of Auburn. Casey Mize for the steal. For the steal. Wow. Starting off with two steals. Now I know I know Dansby was a number one pick, but was he was he in the? He was. He, would, that, he was. Okay. That was far back. Yeah, 2015. Here's what's funny. So there was a gap. 2016 and 17 were both high schoolers. Swanson in 15. And then Mark Appel is the last one in 2013. Oh, there's no way I would have come up with that. Mark Stanford Appel. Stanford kid, yeah. yeah. He, and he was drafted like four times in his career. Never signed, did he? Or he maybe has wow. now. but Yeah. yeah. How about that? <laughs> All right. Question number three. We're going to go off the grid a little bit here with this question. Who are the top four NASCAR winners in the modern era? So since 1972. Ben. Ben in first. Jeff Gordon. How about Jeff Gordon? He is number one with 93 wins in the modern era. Okay. I'll play it. <laughs> I mean, it's it's names that you'll recognize. if you. Yeah, I'm just going to throw yeah, out all the I names that I know. <laughs> this will be good. We like to test uh, your knowledge a little bit here every once in a while. Dale Earnhardt Jr. How about Dale Earnhardt Jr.? Oh. How about Dale Earnhardt? <laughs> is senior up there? He is. He's actually in the fourth position with 76. I think Jr. is a ways back. He's more like in the 20s or something like that. So Okay. He's a little bit further down the list. Well, that, that kind of eliminates, I was going to guess a driver that was uh, a little, like, still going. Um, how about Dale Jarrett? Dale Jarrett. There's two strikes. Oh, boy. Greg waiting in the wings. Greg, yeah. <laughs> I got it between two, and I'm not going to say which one. Which one? Well, I mean, that's um, smart. Yeah, don't yeah. don't say the two. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <sighs> Give me Rusty Wallace. That's a good. That's a good pull, Ben. But is Rusty Wallace on the board? No, he is not. So three strikes. 
Greg for the steal. Give me Tony Stewart. Tony Stewart, that is a good guess. Is he one of the top four NASCAR winners in the modern era? He is not. So here are the other two. Richard Petty? Nope, Daryl Waltrip and Jimmy Johnson. God, I, Richard I Petty jo- is at, at the top of the overall, but a lot of his wins came before the modern. Era. I had Jimmy Johnson written down as one of my possibilities. Dang it! You should have gone with. Yeah. Was he one that you thought of Ben as a modern guy or no? No, I was gonna say like Kyle Busch, but oh, if gotcha. Dale Earnhardt Jr. wasn't on there, there's no way yeah. Busch would have been on there. I, yeah, I had Kyle Busch on my short list too. But. So to review: Gordon '93, Waltrip '84, Jimmy Johnson '83, and Dale Earnhardt Sr. '76. Two NASCAR guys that I got. All right. Yeah. All right, ben, yeah. You, you won You won the point, fair and square. There you go. It's time for All right. Two to one, Ben going to the fourth question here. Name the three teams who have won at least America's four FIFA barbecue. Men's World Cups. Ben. Buzzing Order three ways uh, Do we have England up there? App or we do not. Lincoln, Omaha, I'll go Brazil. Famous Show me Brazil. Locally and veteran yes, the Let's top go. team with five. Romano, you I'll me, play. right here. All right, right now. Play. Two now, to get. Here are Read me the question again. Top three. All right, top three who have won at least well, four we are FIFA for Men's week, World Cups. And gotcha. I just want to say before we get started, um, if you guys bring the same... France? Energy to this uh, game is France. Sean draw to that call. You guys, are, this is going to be a battle right now. Strike yeah. one. It's they a good are thing in we're the next tier with blood two. Might be spilled. We're all wearing yeah. red shirts yeah. today. There's a most oh, recent. Really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> four for four. How Argentina. Greg, I think we're wearing the same. Uh, I think the Argentina. three of you are. Yeah. Brett, are you guys wearing the same? Are you all three wearing the same shirt? It's embarrassing. Yeah, Messi has failed to win one. a long sleeve thing on. No, it's short. Isn't uh, Mar- Maradona? Okay. Argentina. Yeah, yeah. Maradona, hand of God. Oh, well. Whatever they call well, it. So, do they, Brad, do you know off the top to of your head if they have one or two wins? To recap, off, Greg, you have uh, a 6-4 they probably do lead have one overall two, through assume, 10 yeah. matchups, including a win last week, 4-2. to two, So, you have the momentum. Germany. You've won three of the last four. So uh, show me Germany. You were playing well. Yes. I ruined the streak there. They have the 2-2 pattern. Yeah, you alive. did. That was really so I need one, and I have one buzzer sad about Brett. that. Brett was exactly. pulling for you. <laughs> He's always pulling for, for Ben, I think. Oh, yeah. Definitely in my corner. <laughs> All right, let's jump yeah, into impressed. question number one. Who are the three Nebraska baseball players the who have been thrown out there to the Golden Spikes? I know. Ar- Argentina, ben. I thought. Was, that, was, that was a solid one. Alex yeah. Gordon, yeah. This about next Alex one, I don't, Gordon. I'm not sure if I would get it. Um, give me Sweden. One of the three. Are you uh, a show me play? Sweden up there. Play it. Okay. They are not the land of Zlatan. Uh, let's All right, go. So they won one. It, it's uh, two. Uh, one. Oh wait, what did you say? Have, has Sweden? Shane Komenay. I would have Sean to look. Kim- let me look uh, that up. Komenay. I don't see Brett. Sweden's one. Right, yeah, he is not our researcher there. <laughs> let's go. I have it between two, and I was hoping you would guess one of them, and it was going to be wrong. Matt Hopper. I got <laughs> Spain Matt and Italy. Hopper. Spain and Italy. That's tough. I don't know how far back the award goes. And I know I they. I know back Spain's won one recently. Oh. Okay. They have. So they Darren at least have won one. How about they at least have won one, and they need three, four. They four. Yeah. Four. So Brazil won in ninety-five. Gordon, Germany by the way, won has won or four, he was a and this other ninety-five. Gordon won it Trying in to guess has also won yeah. four. But I also know like Japan. Okay, so you have one left, and you have one strike left as well. Or maybe that's women's soccer. Japan and China have always been really good. Let's go Dan Johnson. How about So Dan Sweden, uh, actually, they were the runners-up in 1958. Oh, so All right, Never Greg, won. you have Never won. one Never name that you need good. to get yeah, in order to that's true. All right, take Just because out. I went there last the name summer, that give I've, me Italia. Stuck in my How head about since you've been sort of answering is Ken Harvey. I know he had a heck of a season. Before we got Just drafted, a ton of so steals going around today. Is it Ken Harvey for the steal? That was that was a really good guess because I Ken Harvey sure I was a finalist that. in '99. Was, so Alex well, Gordon I, the only I, one to actually I remember win it. Spain won was it and Harvey like twenty. Twelve, nice. I think. Yeah, twelve. Like, it was right before all their guys got things old. off. Yeah, now, and, right. and it was like because they were the best like team in the world. Number by two here. Uh, name the four most like recent college kind of baseball players selected number one overall in the MLB so draft. It's so yeah, dedicated to soccer. That's historically good. Yeah, Ben. All right, they won in. Their one was very hesitantly. Was Italy's last one against Kyler Murray? 
Uh, show me right, Kyler Murray. Ben, you've won three categories in a row. Oh, and so great. now so you have a chance Adley to Rutschman. take the game here Adley in question Rutschman. number five. Which asks he is which up four there. teams uh, have won the most Big Ten football championships? Greg, do you want to pass or play? This is dating play. back to 1896. Right. So don't, don't Ohio State. Category. Can you repeat the question? Ohio yeah. State. Again, Brett. I uh, named the four most recent college baseball players on selected number one overall right. in the MLB draft. So they had to be number one overall in the MLB draft, draft and called, they called the baseball player. They are at the number top of the overall. list with 42, yes. not so the first four round. ahead yep. of Ohio State. And how many do I need to name? Four total. All Four. right. Um, Give me Minnesota. How about the Golden Gophers? <laughs> so Rutschman was the most yeah, nice running yeah, right through this category, Greg. Steven Strasburg. Now it gets harder. Yeah, yeah it gets a little bit more difficult. Steven Strasburg. Although Minnesota is yeah, they were in the 30s and 40s. Yeah, yep. even in the 50s Was he a number one, Josh? I don't know. He's not a breath of He's either one or two. That era. Um... I think there's a drop-off after those three. I will um, tell you there. I guess I should Let's go say Michigan this, State. This I is this sort of wrong. They didn't join the league. <laughs> like, where did, fifth, like where did Michigan State go to college? San Diego State. Oh. Incorrect. They are not in the top four. Ugh. Let me run the I, – I, I, I'm, I'm feeling like – Just give me a chance. Florida, That's all I want is a but chance. I know it wasn't Brady Singer. <laughs> he wasn't the number one overall. Yeah, this is a tough. Um, he he was a couple of number one here, pick, Greg. but not the Let's number go one Iowa. overall. But I think there's somebody Iowa. else from Florida. No, Hawkeyes are not. Um, this is a tough one. There, there's one of these that I would be surprised if you guys get, but the other two I got. I got. I got, I got the, the next most recent is one. Is it the? But if you get Illinois it, then I'm screwed. Fighting Illini <laughs> for right. the win here. Yeah, there's uh, a give me Brady. Dang it. Uh, give him a Brady Singers. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So to recap, Michigan two. with 42 conference uh, championships, Ohio State with 38, Minnesota 18, and Illinois 15. Aaron Nola. Then does it drop off? It drops Show off a little Aaron bit. Show me Aaron Nola. But, you know, you got Wisconsin in there. Nope. The, right, the Harrier's ace is not up there. All right. <laughs> Stay alive. Yeah. Casey Mize. Here. Of we'll move it on. Question Casey number six Mize for the here, who are the top career saves leaders wow. in Major League steals. Baseball. Greg. Greg now, I know, I know Dansby was a number one Lee pick, Smith. but was he, was he Show in Show me Lee Smith. He was. He was. He was. He's he's up up that was a far back. He is number three. Do you Here's want to pass funny, or play? So there's a gap. 2016-17 right. were both How many are there? Swanson, There are four total, so you need three more. Mark Hell is the last one in 2013. Oh, there's no way I would have come up with Stanford. Show me Mariano Rivera. He was drafted like four times in his career. Never signed. He number one has 652. How about that? All right. Proud member of the question uh, Albuquerque number three. We're going to go off the yes. grid a little bit here with this question. Member of Who the are the top Albuquerque. four NASCAR <laughs> winners in the modern era? So since Trevor 1972. Hoffman. Ben. Uh, is Trevor ben Hoffman first. up there? Jeff Gordon. How about Jeff Gordon? He is rolling through this. He is one number more. one with three 93 strikes, wins though. in the modern era. Okay. <laughs> I'll play it. <laughs> I mean, it's it's names Bruce that you'll Schumann. recognize. If yeah, you, I'm just going to throw out all the names that I know. good. I like to test your knowledge a little bit here every once in a while. Dale Earnhardt Jr. Dennis Eckersley. How about Dale Ooh, Earnhardt Jr. Dennis Eckersley. <laughs> Two strikes. How about Dale Earnhardt? One left. <laughs> the senior I've up got there. Hoffman, he is. Rivera. He's actually in the fourth man. position with 76. Yeah, one, two, I think and three. Junior is a ways back. He's more four. like in the 20s or something like that. So. Okay. He's a little bit further down the list. Well, that that kind of eliminates. Wow. I was gonna guess a driver. Ben, do you have a good guess as you wait on deck? I, I've got uh, two, so I hope little, he guesses like, one going. and it's wrong. Um, <laughs> do you want do you want to say them right now? How about <laughs> Dale Jarrett? <laughs> Dale Jarrett. Help, help me out. <laughs> There's two strikes. Oh boy. Greg waiting in the wings. Greg. Ah. I really thought I really thought Bruce Suter was gonna be one of them. Yeah. Um, these are some tough I got it between two, and I'm not going to yeah, say which one. it up a notch. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's oh, smart, yeah. Don't, yeah. don't say the two. <laughs> yeah. Greg's Go ahead. <laughs> Where was Smith on that list? Give me Rusty Wallace. He was number that's three good, with that's 478. That's a good pull, Ben, but is Rusty Wallace on the board? for a long time. No, he yeah, not. It's like three straight. Yeah. Anyway. And Greg yeah, for the steal. Oh, Early 90s. Um, give me Tony Stewart. 
Tony Stewart. That is a good guess. Is he one of the Boy, top I'm four a, NASCAR winners in the Ben's modern era? Oh, no, I just Rob, thought of a third name. I'll say he's not. Rob so here are the other two. Rob Richard Petty? For nope, the Daryl Waltrup and Jimmy Johnson. Richard Petty is at the top of the overall. You can shoot. I just added I just added thirty Jimmy Johnson written down as one of my possible lists. Tell me who should have gone and then Billy Wagner is a modern guy or no? No. I was going to say like Kyle Bush, but if Eric Earnhardt Jr. wasn't on there, there's no way. So you're going more. I don't know that Gagne did it. So to review, Gordon 93. I know he was dominant for the stretch that he did it. So I think I'm going to take him out. Okay. So it's between Billy Wagner and Two NASCAR guys that I got. All right. Ben, yeah. You won the point. Just because they did it for you. Right. Love it. All right. Two to one. Between going to the fourth question here name the three teams who have won at least four fifa men's world cups ben <laughs> this i don't know ben. No, i don't know what do I guess? all the marbles <sighs> they're probably both wrong england <laughs> you don't know that uh do we have england up there we do not francisco rodriguez is the one who wrote down first so i'm gonna i'm gonna say Show him even though Brazil. i think it's wagner all right give me yes. the top team the third five. steal and the win i'll play yeah. All right, wow. two to get. I thought it was a question again. Top Where was Wagner? Was he right, the top next? three who have won at least four up, FIFA that, Men's World that was Cups? Impressive. And, and where was Gagne? Was yeah, Gagne well, was down? How about France? Yeah, I'll, I'll do some quick. Uh, do we have France? Uh, that was that was a pretty nice uh, strike victory there. They are in the next yeah. tier with two, but they yeah. Well, I blew. You Greg do all the heavy lifting, and then you just came in and stole the points. It was perfect. Show me Argentina. He may not have got. If I don't think I would have gotten. They did not. Ed, I was yeah, just going to say, Greg, you to win one, so. had a little bit of an advantage there because he was the leader for a Maradona? long time. Whereas I, Argentina, yeah, yeah, Maradona, I hand to God, by the time whatever they call it. So do they? I, I, do you know offhand off head if they have one or two really wins necessarily? I mean, he probably still uh, was the they probably do have one or two. I would assume. Yeah, that was a Eckersley was a great But he started for part of his career. He wasn't a closer the whole time. Show me Germany. Suter, I really yes. thought was Germany right. up there. So they here's the four. list. Number five is actually Stay John alive. Franco. So I need one, oh, and I have Mets one guy. buzzer left. And then and Billy, Billy Wagner exactly. was six, okay. and then Dennis Eckersley. Okay. So Doing you guys well, threw out some some good names there. Where was Gagne? Is he is he he's a wave down the list? Let me yeah. see. Uh, he should have gone with that. Because one he's not out there, two fifty nine. So he's oh, a I'm glad I didn't guess him. If I had long. number yeah. four and this number six and guessed 59, I don't know that I could have slept with myself. Give me Sweden tonight. Show me Sweden. All right. Hey, next week, Ben's going to be going. Ben's going to be out. The land of Zlatan. wife respected the child. So guess it's player two on the feud next week. what do you say? I'm going to say. Has Sweden going to be fun. I would have to look. Let me look that up. I don't know. Sweden brought to you by our researcher there. <laughs> I have it between two, and I was hoping you would guess one of them, and it was going to be wrong. I've got <laughs> Spain and Italy. Spain and Italy. Those are okay. two good guesses, I think. And I know they've. I know Spain's won one recently. They have. So they at least have won one. You know that. They at least have won one, and they need three, four. They, they need four. Yeah. Four. So Brazil has won five. Germany has won four. And this other team that you are trying to guess has also won four. But I also know, like, Japan is – or maybe that's women's soccer. Japan and China have always been really good. So Sweden, uh, actually, they were the runners-up in 1958. Mm. So that's the closest Never won got. one. Hmm. Yep. Never won that. Their women are pretty good. Yeah, they are. That's true. All right. Just because I went there last summer, give me Italia. How about Do Italia? Sorry, yeah. Brett, cutting you off. <laughs> Italy for the win. And a steal. Just a ton of steals going around today. Yeah, so many steals. Wow. That was, that was a really good guess because I'm pretty sure I would not have gotten that. That was a good guess. Well, I because I, I remember Spain won, was it like 20... 12, I think? Yeah, 2012 or something like yeah. that. And like It was right before all their guys got old. Yeah. Now, yeah, and, and it was yeah, like because they were the best team in the world by far at right. that time. But yeah. I, and I remember like that being kind of unprecedented. And mm -hmm. Italy's just been around as a country for so long and so yeah, dedicated to soccer. Historically That's why good, yeah. All right, they so won in their one was 06, I think, was Italy's last one against France. There you go. All right, Ben, you've won three categories in a row, and so now you have a chance to take the game here in question number five. 
which asks, which four teams have won the most Big Ten football championships? Greg. Okay. This is dating back to 1896. So Ohio State. How about Ohio State? They have 38. They are on the list. I'll play. All right. Give me Michigan. How about the Maize and Blue? They are at the top of the list with 42, so four ahead of Ohio State. And how many do I need to name? Four total. Four. Give me Minnesota. How about the Golden Gophers? Running right through this category, Greg. Now it gets harder. Yeah, it gets Uh, a little bit more difficult. Although Minnesota is a good one. Yeah, no, no, yeah, they, they won it. They were they won it. Yeah, thirties and forties. Yep, even uh, in the fifties and sixties, they had some had good years. Definitely was was not a, a breath of the that era. Um, I think there's a drop off after those three. Um, let's go Michigan State. This is probably wrong. They didn't join the league till the fifties. But give me Michigan State. Oh. Incorrect. They are not in the top four. Just give me a chance. That's all I want is a chance. <laughs> um, Still have a couple guesses here, Greg. Let's go Iowa. How about Iowa? No, Hawkeyes are not up there. The Fighting Illini. Is it the Illinois Fighting Illini for the win here? Dang it. Is that what your guess was going to be, Ben? It was, oh. yeah. Oh. So, to recap, Michigan with 42 conference uh, championships, Ohio State with 38, Minnesota 18, and Illinois 15. Then does it drop off? It drops off a little bit, I think. Yeah. But, you know, you've got Wisconsin in there. Yep. All right. Staying alive. Yeah, making it a game here. Moving on, question number six here. Who are the top career saves leaders in Major League Baseball? Greg. Greg, buzz in. Give me uh, Lee Smith. Show me Lee Smith. He's up there. He is number three. Do you want to pass or play? I'm going to play. All right. Calm How many do I need? Are there? there? There are four total, so you need three more. All right. Okay. Mariano Rivera. Show me Mariano Rivera Sandman. Number one at 652. Proud member of the uh, Albuquerque People Eaters. Yes. Proud member of the sinking Albuquerque. (laughs) (laughs) Fading fast. Trevor Hoffman. Uh, Is Trevor Hoffman up there? He is rolling through this. One more. Three strikes still. Bruce Suter. Uh, do we have Bruce Suter? Oh. He is not. That's your first strike. Dennis Eckersley. Ooh, good Show guess. me Dennis Eckersley. Oh. Two strikes. One left. So I've got Hoffman, Rivera, and Lee Smith. Lee Smith. Mm-hmm. You got one, two, and three. Looking for four. Wow. Ben, do you have a good guess as you wait on deck? I've got two, so I hope he guesses one and it's wrong. <laughs> do you want do you want to say them right now? <laughs> no. Help him, help me out. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Ah. This is I really a, thought I really thought Bruce Suter was going to be one of them. Yeah. Um, these are some tough categories this week. Yeah, we stepped it up a notch, yep. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Greg's not happy about it. Where was Smith on that list? Third, he was third, number third. three with 478 total. He was atop the list for a long time. Yeah. Or, I mean, a good while yeah. anyway. Yep, he led it. Oh, Early boy. 90s. Um, boy, I, I'm, I'm at a loss here. Ben's going to get this one. I'll oh, say no, I Rob, just thought of a third name. I'll say Rob Dibble. Rob Dibble for the win. It is not. Ben, you ben can over steal. 
you can Shoot, steal. I, I just added. I just victory. added thirty-three percent to well, my list. Tell me who. Tell us a three, and then throw one out. All right, Are Billy Wagner, third steal. K. Rod. And Eric Gagne. Those are my three. So you're going more. I don't know that guys. Gagne did it enough. I know he was dominant for the stretch that he did it. So he I was. think I'm gonna I'm gonna take him out. Okay, so you're down. So to it's between Billy Wagner two. and Francisco K. Rodriguez. Just because they did it forever. Right. Mm-hmm. Which one are you going with? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What do you want to guess? All the marbles. Though. They're probably both wrong. You don't know that. Francisco Rodriguez is the one I wrote down first, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say him, even though I think it's Wagner. All right, give me K Rod for the third steal and the win. Yes. Wow. wow. I At thought it was Wagner. Where was Wagner? Was he the next? I would have to pull it up, but that. That was impressive. And, and where was Gagne? Was yeah, well, Gagne ways down? Here, I'll I'll do some quick some quick uh That was here. that was a pretty nice uh victory there. Yes. You pulled, yeah. you pulled that was, out uh, some real nice ones. That was impressive. Well I blew you Ken did, you had Greg do all the heavy lifting and then you just came in and stole all the points. <laughs> it was perfect. Yeah. Lee Smith, you may not have got if I didn't. I don't well, think I would have got Lee Smith. Smith. Yeah, no, that's a I was just gonna say, Greg, you had a little bit of an advantage there because he was the leader for a long time, whereas I wouldn't have even thought of that name because by the time I was a fan, he wasn't really necessarily... I mean, he probably still was at the top of the list when I became a fan, but... That was a... Eckersley was a great pick, too. But he started for part of his career. He wasn't a closer the whole time. Okay. Suter, I really thought, was in there. So here's the list. Number five is actually John Franco. Oh. Mets guy. Wow. And then Billy, Billy Wagner was six, okay. and then Dennis Eckersley. Okay. So you guys threw out some some good names there. Where was Gagne? Was he is he he's a ways now? down the list? Let me yeah. see. Uh, he should have gone with that. Fifty nine. Fifty nine. <laughs> so he's a long. Fifty nine. Well, yeah. I'm glad I didn't guess him. Yeah, that was that was smart. If I had if I had number four or number six and guessed fifty nine, I don't know that I could have <laughs> slept with myself slept yeah. that tonight. Yep. <laughs> All right. We, hey, next week, Ben's going to be gone. Ben's going to be out. Uh, he and his wife are expecting a child. So we've got some guest players for the feud next week. That's all I'm going to say. we got them locked in. It's going to be fun. Let's tell you that. It's going to be fun for the feud next week, brought to you by Famous Days. Greg Sharp with you here this evening, and delighted to be joined now by Tyler Merriam, who is the play-by-play voice for the South Dakota State Jackrabbits. Tyler, how are you doing tonight? Everything good in your world? Greg, we are alive and well here in Brookings. How are things in Lincoln? <laughs> Doing well. Give me give me the update with the Jackrabbits. Have they made their way back on campus? Are they going to be working out soon? What's the plan up there? Well, we're kind of taking things on a day-by-day, week-by-week basis. So not everybody's back yet, but slowly but surely trying to work people in. And, and that really starts uh, even from an athletic department standpoint. Uh, uh, myself, I am not uh, included in the first phase of the return to campus. So we're just kind of taking things day-by-day. Day. Certain people are up there, but at this point, uh, uh, not everybody's back and, and probably won't be for uh, at least a couple of weeks. Well, I saw one of those early preseason polls that came out last week. It had SDSU as number two in the country. I bet expectations have to be through the roof. People have to be really ready for this upcoming season. Oh, no question. And, uh, you know, you look at the the body of work here the past few years, four straight seasons that – South Dakota State's been a top eight seed in the FCS playoffs and two of those four years semifinal trips uh, in the postseason and and eight straight years in the playoffs. So there's uh, really a, a solid level of success that's been a yearly situation here at South Dakota State. And and one of the things the Jacks just haven't done is, is they haven't accumulated those FBS wins as well as maybe some other schools have. Uh, there is the one against Kansas, but they played some, some very solid uh, FBS games. Last year had Minnesota on the ropes there in the opener, and, and obviously you know how good of a season Minnesota had. So there is a lot of excitement, to, and even more so I think this year because everybody just wants to have a football season we all want to have some sort of normality but there is uh, certainly some optimism about what could happen in the fall Tyler, the success of the program is being noticed i mean last year you guys hosted an espn game day the, the place had mm-hmm. to had to be off the charts that weekend with those folks in town 
No, it was unbelievable. And, uh, you know, it was, it was funny. As a matter of fact, uh, a member of the, the Husker Athletic Department, I joked with her that, uh, uh, you know, we'll, we'll never have game day. You know, that's something you guys get, and we don't. And in the span of about a month, both Nebraska and South Dakota State had it as memory serves. But uh, it was. It was unbelievable. And uh, for an FCS school, you know, there's a handful that have had it. But obviously it's very prestigious to have that come to town and, and to witness firsthand some of the things that they do. Uh, it is amazing. Uh, it, it is a huge, uh, huge show. ESPN does it very well, and it really united uh, campus and the fan base. And, and just another example of, of how far this program has come from its Division Two days, uh, which weren't that far uh, gone by. That's right. I mean, I think people would be amazed at how quickly you guys have made the ascent at the FCS level since joining that level. Again, we're visiting with Tyler Merriam, who is the play-by-play voice for South Dakota State. Number two in a couple of preseason polls that are out right now. Tyler, give me, give me a couple of uh, a small capsule, a Reader's Digest version of some of the big names on the team as you anticipate the fall. Well, I think the big reason why the Jacks are where they are in the preseason poll is because virtually everybody on offense that touched the football is back. Uh, Kay Johnson is an All-American wide receiver, and he's not the biggest guy, but he's very athletic. Uh, He's one of the best kick returners in the FCS. They don't use him all the time in that regard. They kind of pick and choose when they do, but uh, he's very athletic and and, uh, has great hands, and he can change a game in that regard. Uh, The Jacks have multiple tight ends who they relied on on last year and they use the tight ends a lot do a lot of crossing routes they have uh, uh, all those guys back at the running back position Pierre Strong Jr. had a phenomenal year last year before he got hurt and they had two other guys that uh, uh, really carried the ball well one of those uh, has an NFL invite in Mikey Daniel but so there's depth at the running back position and then two different quarterbacks beat FCS playoff teams last year Jabore Gibbs was the starter at the beginning of the year uh, got hurt came back and then suffered another injury and Keaton Heidi stepped in from Wyzetta, Minnesota, and uh, Heidi helped the Jacks get a top-eight seed with the late surge in November and beat a playoff team. And and so they're two different quarterbacks. Uh, Heidi is much more of a traditional drop-back passer. Gibbs is an excellent passer in his own right, but uh, is a little more physical uh, and a little broad-shouldered, almost a Dante Culpepper-like build. He's not quite that tall, but I mean, he's just thicker in that regard. Uh, where Heidi's not quite to that level. But Heidi also was a true freshman last year when he played. So you've got a kid in Heidi who will be a a second-year sophomore and then Gibbs who will be a a third-year sophomore who are competing for the starting job. So you have a lot of optimism about the offensive side of the football. On the defensive side, the big loss is a four-year starter and All-American linebacker Christian Rosaboom. But they have two other linebackers that started back. One of those is a a multi-time captain in, in Logan Backus and a lot of experience. Uh, up front, which was one of their strengths a year ago. Uh, so they really feel like uh, on, on the defensive side of the ball they can compete, and, and they return one of the top offenses in the FCS. Tidy, you mentioned Cade Johnson. How, how important is the state of Nebraska been to the Jackrabbits program? I know it's got to be an area that they come down quite frequently to recruit. Oh, it's been unbelievably uh, important and because uh, all you have to do is look. South Dakota certainly has Division One FCS players, but it doesn't have the number of players you need to fill out your roster. You've got to go other places, and the Jacks have had a lot of success in the Twin Cities, and they've had a lot of success uh, in Nebraska, and, and those are two areas that – they have to be able to to win recruiting battles, uh, you know, against not only some lower level FBS schools, maybe those the the Max. You know, you see a lot of times our South Dakota State will match up with uh, a couple of Max schools, and obviously in the FCS because you've got some very good schools in this region. Certainly North Dakota State, but a school like Northern Iowa, and there are others in the region that uh, are, are making strides as well. And and so you've got to be able to win those battles. And, and Nebraska is incredibly valuable. And and you can just look, and even you've got some kids that are right across the border into Iowa, too. I mean, that's why I say it's a a lot of kids on this Jackrabbit roster are three, four hours from home. All right. The game is on September 19th. I know the fans flock down here the last time these two teams played. I'm sure they're anxious to come down. Hopefully we can get them all into the stadium and they're letting people into the stadium for that. What's the first couple of weeks of the season like for South Dakota State? It's a little unique uh, for South Dakota State from the standpoint that the the Jacks don't play as they traditionally have 
three non-conference games, then go into the conference season. They actually have a uh, a non-conference game in November this year. So they'll only play two non-conference games before they start league play uh, in early October. But, uh, yeah, Nebraska is obviously where, is where it gets started, and there's one home non-conference game, and then uh, and then you jump into a conference play. So it's going to be a, a quick start of things. But everybody's just, uh, like you said, really excited for the opportunity to, to head back down to Lincoln. There's a lot of Jackrabbit fans, obviously, in the area. And, and what a game day atmosphere that is from the tailgating to the, the fan base. I mean, it is, uh, it's something special. And uh, we're always excited when we can get Nebraska on the schedule. I know it's a, a long-term series that uh, uh, is coming up in the future as well. It won't be the only trip to Lincoln here in the next 10, 15 years. So uh, hopefully we can get everybody in the stadium, like you said, and, and uh, get this season started right. Hey, Totter, we appreciate it. Thank you so much. Stay safe, be healthy, and let's hope we, uh, we get this game kicked off on the 19th as it's scheduled. No, absolutely. It'd be a lot of fun, and obviously stay safe. And, and uh, I, I'm, I've said this before, but I really mean it. I'm really looking forward to seeing you on September 19th, Greg. Sounds good. Thank you, Todd. I appreciate it. Take care, bud. A couple of minutes left this hour of Sports Island here on the Husker Sports Network. Again, we have a Runs of Twitter poll up tonight about which professional sport do you want to come back the most right now. It's tightened up a little bit. NFL still is in the lead at 47%, but MLB is at 33 The NBA, 14 The NHL, 6 You still have plenty of time uh, to vote. It goes all night long. Uh, one guy put down the MLS. I don't know what they're – I don't I haven't followed them. Are they – Planning on coming back? Yeah, any, I don't any, have any of any clue on the. I couldn't even tell you what months the MLS run. Right. Yeah, I think it's March to like November. It's really long. They start and their playoffs go into where you got snow coming down at the end of their thing. All right, coming up tomorrow night, Matt Davison, color analyst for the Husker Sports Network, will be with us. We're going to reminisce a little bit with Matt. Uh, because our Friday Greatest Games, brought to you by the Nebraska Lottery, is the 97 clash between Nebraska and Washington. Matt, of course, was a true freshman on that football team. We'll get his thoughts about playing uh, in that atmosphere at Husky Stadium. We, He and I returned, oh, about a decade ago, and Nebraska went back up to Seattle to play the Huskies. So he called a game from up there, and he's played in the game. That's kind of a unique combination. So Matt will be with us tomorrow night. We'll also have Teddy Greenstein, his normal Thursday slot, and seven on 7 tomorrow night, along with our Flicks picks. It'll be a big show tomorrow. Yeah, loaded. If you don't have plans, now you do. Yeah, put that in there for all that. SNBL today, you and Josh had that. I'm going to be on the uh, on the broadcast tomorrow. We start at 11 a.m. with three games. What, what games do we have tomorrow? We got that figured out yet? Well, you've got the uh, the Lions and the Outlaws tomorrow. Oh, baby, right out of the and gate. That, that'll Cthulhu's Farmers and then uh, what else we got, Jared? Josh, I'm missing. I'm wrong. Tomorrow, yeah. Harriers, Cthulhu's. You got the red-hot Cthulhu's from Hong Kong. And then you got a doubleheader tomorrow, looks like, Greg. You got the Lions. Yeah, you you and me both play the Lions, so it's a good day to be hosting. Lions got beat by the Indians today. It was not a good day for them. So, all right, so we'll have that. (laughs) Come come have some some fun with us tomorrow. Uh, 11 o'clock is when we start our stream tomorrow. Uh, have some fun with that. Our Sports Highly Hotline brought to you by the Woodhouse Auto Family, bringing you more choices in brands, locations, and service. Experience the difference. Purchase with confidence. This is Woodhouse. Thanks to Tyler Merriam for spending some time with us here tonight. Hope we see him in September when the Oscars are slated to play the Jackrabbits on the old college football field. Another hour ahead.